Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Hi, Matt. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Hey, Pete. What up? <laughs> Actually, I should say hi, Kevin Sawyers of Sawyers Design. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's his full name. <laughs> plug that. So we are here with Pete and Kevin, who are very longtime clients, and addition to being very accomplished individuals in their own right. So thank and, you for joining us. You and they're dear friends, oh, yeah. if I may add. They're actually human friends. They are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that kind of day. <laughs> So the very first podcast Brenton and I did uh, was begin at the beginning. It was the very first uh, deal Brenton did, and it was a crazy story. Um, but we could always begin at the beginning, which was the very first purchase that we did, which was so long ago and far away. Do you even remember it? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That was Noe Street, right? <laughs> uh, yes, it was. What year was that? Uh, was 2003, that... I think. Was it three? Yeah. Two or three. Yeah, something like that. I'd have to go back and look at the deed. And I think it, I think it started in two and ended in three or because we found it you wanted to make the offer and you were going like on an international vacation we found it over Thanksgiving actually because you were away and (laughs) it's like I found it's like okay we got this one we got to decide now So it was and awesome. It, and it was still a TIC, right? Mm-hmm. It was a TIC. It was an old 1890 stick Vic. Yeah. It was a, it was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> two unit TIC. Yeah. Two unit TIC. <laughs> but that, how, but that, how fabulous did you make that kitchen? That was cool. Mm-hmm. The kitchen and bathroom remodel. Yeah. Well, a lot of the space had already been ripped out where the living room was. It was like you know, 14, 13 foot ceilings and I don't know, probably a hundred, 200 square feet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was an enormous room. With a, yeah. yeah, it was great. With this super cool galley kitchen with purple countertops and green covers and Z-brick on the wall. The faux awesome. brick. The faux brick was really one. <laughs> which is, I'm amazed we didn't which was keep the it. before. <laughs> yeah, that was the before, not the after. <laughs> so we, we should say at this point that Soyish Design is an interior design business. And one of the things I, I love about working with you, Kevin, is that I've learned so much about how people... Uh, with an eye can look at a home. So you've got a great eye for sense and space. And yet your husband was able to talk you into purchasing a home with a faux brick kitchen, purple countertops, marble avocado appliances. What do you look for? Well, you have to have the right, you know, the bones, everybody says, and that's 100% true. The layout What is are the bones? How the rooms flow together, how you approach, uh, you know, is there a nice entry that actually welcomes people to the home? And then how does it lay out from there? And in that specific house, everything was kind of tight up front when you came in. The bedrooms were, you know, nice size, but, you know, they weren't gigantic. But then that when you walked into the living room, it opened up to a different experience. And then you went through the living room to the kitchen and it kind of like closed back in a little bit. So it had great intimate spaces, but also that grand kind of presence of the living room and the dining room. So I just, will you write all of our marketing copy? (laughs) (laughs) So when the first couple times you saw it, did you immediately get an idea for what you were 
hoping to do, or did you have to live in the space for a while to understand it? Um, well, immediately ideas start popping up when I, anytime I see any space. So it, it, and then you kind of like bring that in and figure out what you can afford to do and, <laughs> and what makes sense with the building. So I'd say it was a little bit of both. You know, I automatically knew the kitchen needed to be remodeled and the bathroom, but then living in it actually helps a lot. <laughs> I just remember the toilet in that bathroom. Oh, the no. Toilet. Was it? I don't remember that. Wasn't it like it was a super quirky? It had the, the bathroom had a clawfoot tub that was. was it had that wood surround. Yeah, wood surround that we discovered. Oh, that's right. After we did started the remodel, we took the wood surround off, and there was a clawfoot tub missing a foot and up on bricks. On bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and so like the TIC when we were doing the condo conversion, they made us take the wood surround off because something about the, the wood next to the tub was a problem, but the tub on a brick was not a problem. <laughs> it was Wasn't bizarre. it something like because of where the faucet was and the bathtub, it was too low and there was something, yeah, and there's something one absurd. thing leads to the next. There's something yeah. absurd. They, yes. have water. they don't want water and wood next to each other for yeah. some reason. Why yeah. could that be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So while you're thinking all of these things about space and design and layout, you by trade are a, a completely different type of, of, of person. So what are you looking at? What are you thinking and doing while he's off in design land? <laughs> All the things he can see through, I can't. So I walk in and it's like, if it doesn't look like a house I want to live in right now, I usually turn around and walk out. <laughs> so, so that's, I mean, so that the first house was hard because there was, it was a hot mess, but it was, the price was good. <laughs> the price was decent. Uh, yeah. So And so the location. Actually, the I mean, location was that amazing. one was, was probably more and, about location than it yeah. Yeah, it was like right into Buzz Triangle. Like I can't even imagine buying a house <laughs> in that that house now. But but no, it was it was a mess. But it, it had a lot of like cool details that I liked. I, and it, like it had the kind of all the geeky stuff. It had the kind of workings on the wall for where the door opener. Oh yeah, used to at be. the top of the stairs. I had fantasies of putting that back together, and that never happened. <laughs> um, but and it had this cool what what I assumed was original and found out later was not. Uh, stained glass windows. You walk to the top of the stairs and you can see the stained glass windows. The stained glass windows of the skylight. Ceiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was put in in like 1980 or something like that, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> so, so did you know those those door handle thingies that for them to... Because we do still see them occasionally mm, still yeah. working. The door has to be unlocked. Oh, and lovely. so, you know, we, <laughs> we, had a, we had a listing in an area, in a spot that was, you know, it's sort of a great neighborhood if you don't look at the surface. Right. Um, because, you know, we walk out of an open house and there'd be like a guy yelling at a pigeon um, type of thing. Oh, and that, the thing and nothing to deserve. So the thing worked, but you wouldn't want to leave your front door open yeah. because then, you know, pigeon yelling guy might go, howdy, and come like, go, howdy. <laughs> he might come and be in your entryway oh, or something. Oh, yeah. And that's not that grand entrance that Kevin no. Sawyers mm-hmm. likes to see no. of Sawyer's design. Right. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> in, case anybody, in case anybody missed it. So in home number one, uh, you went through what many people would describe as two traumatic experiences. Uh, you completed a condo conversion and you completed
completed an interior remodel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was less fun. The, re- uh, <laughs> the remodel. He left the country because of it. <laughs> and well, now you're still together. Maybe not because of oh, it. But, but it was supposed to be done before It was supposed to be I done left. before you left. And of course, fair. I came back four months later yeah, and it wasn't but, done. There yeah. was something with the glass in the bathroom or something. And well. the floors and the kitchen. A contractor oh. without a schedule will make you mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Homeowners often, you know, struggle with contractors and managing projects. So do you have any insight there? Any suggestions? Uh, one one tip you've learned the hard way that you can pass on or the easy way? So <laughs> Ask lots of questions. Yeah, lots we of found, questions. Like the, with, with that remodel in particular, we, we, we learned the hard way that just because paint goes on the wall doesn't mean they're done. They use paint as a way of uh, this, this guy in particular, not they, but uses way is like we're really close now so you paint the wall and then you continue doing stuff and then you have to paint the wall again and then you paint the walls again and so but it's like we discovered that like he hadn't done the math of like well we have to order the tub and then we have to install the tub and then we have to measure and so like all of these things like he said it's like oh it's two weeks out and then after hearing that two or three times it's like okay what are all the things that have to happen it's like okay that's two weeks plus two weeks plus two weeks oh my gosh so yeah so two weeks turned into like two two or three months because there were things that couldn't happen like things that couldn't get ordered until something was in place and so I, I learned the hard way to ask a ton of questions when I did my remodel upstairs that the contractor that I hired was that you know I knew people who had done remodeling projects and they were like oh you know just take the middle bid and it'll be fine and I um, his last word take the middle bid and um, I, I, I hired the guy who had the highest bid because I, actually I compared all these bids and I and I would see like his bid was you know so detailed mm-hmm. and then I would look at the other ones and be like okay they don't have you know this thing right. and and Steve, allowances and well and Steve <laughs> yeah. said well you have to have the you know you have to have time to install the phalange and the doohickey and you'd go back over here and they and then you'd be like okay contractor well, what, about what about the doohickey and the phalange and they'd be like oh well you know sometimes we don't need those and Steve was like they need them and, uh, <laughs> and he's Steve, the guy I hired, um, came within. I think you can say this for me. He came within like one person, one or two percent of budget. Awesome! Wow! And That's... so he he did great. Steve, yeah. Steve Olson, Rice Construction. Nice. He's traveling for the next year. Nice. So, but he's he's worth it. Yeah. His calendar now Seriously. for what 2020, 2021? Yeah, <laughs> he was amazing, and there, it was a three month project. And it included Thanksgiving and Christmas. And other than those two holidays, and he worked Saturdays, but he didn't work Sundays. Other than Thanksgiving and Christmas and Sundays, there was one day that someone wasn't there working. Wow, that's awesome. So I just realized something listening to this is that the the three of you have something in common. You both lived in your properties while they were being remodeled. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing that again. (laughs) Hell no. And I tell my clients to do not do that. It will make your life awful. Well, we, if you can afford to get rented, you know. Well, part of the reason, a part of the reason that I didn't is that finding a three month rental 
with a dog and a cat was um, tough. When we didn't live in it, we weren't living in it for the worst part of it. So like demo and the beginning part of it, we were actually staying in a friend's in-law. So we got super. That's right. It wasn't wasn't until later when we realized like, okay, we're kind of overstaying our welcome here. Um, Three. Yeah. It's like they would, they wouldn't have said that, but like we were feeling like, this is actually kind of rude. So, <laughs> Awkward. Um, yeah. So we moved, moved back in and they it kind of sealed off the places, but there was a while there where I was showering at the gym because <laughs> so, we didn't have, we, the toilet was flushing and the sinks were working, but the, the, the tub and the shower were not in place yet. So I had super awesome. <laughs> I, I belonged to the gym across the street when mine was going on and I had to shower over there a few days and there was a fire alarm in the middle of my shower and they oh, came in and they're like, everybody out. And I had my hair full of shampoo and I'm like, let me get the shit. They're like, no, it's a real fire. Get out. Get out. So I walk out and my hair, like, and, I, and I'm sitting there like, what do I do? I have no water in my house. And Matt's standing outside with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, 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 that was a awesome. tough day. <laughs> That's when you take a personal day. It's like, you know, this That's is one of those get back into bad days. Yeah. <laughs> one thing there, I don't know if you remember, Matt, there was a, an attempted purchase before that. Oh, on Dolores. Oh, oh. How could I ever forget that? You know, what I think is hilarious, or if you want to look at that market change, when we bid on that, we were outbid by $60,000. One thing you never do is put your hopes and dreams into something until you have it. That's that's a good thing. When you go look at a park property, don't start imagining where your sofa is going to go until you have it. Because when we got outbid by $60,000, which is, you know, At the time, that was, you know, more than 10% of the, the purchase price, right. right? It was like, what, well, 250 is now. So it's, yeah. it's a huge, it was a huge, yeah. Before we bought this last house, we bid on another property and we were outbid by a million dollars. Yeah, it was like 1.2 <laughs> so, or something like that. <laughs> like, $1 million. Yeah. And that, nothing has changed on that property. I drive by it probably yeah, twice, know. three times a week. It's going to be yeah. so incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that first one, we were, we were absolutely heartbroken too because it's like we had, we were planning like we were planning to retire there, not really that, but we were like heartbroken because so we didn't look again for like a year. Um, was and then it, it yeah, wasn't that long. And then this last one, it's like, oh, thank God. And <laughs> it's like I mean, we didn't want to do it. And in the rearview mirror, I mean, well, the the one, the first one that you you didn't get that you were bro- oh, broken that on, like, that was a blessing in disguise. That turned into because, a shit yeah, it turned into a, of like the first magnitude. Uh-huh. Of, you know, lawsuits and the offer they did accept, I want to say, took like six months to close. Wasn't that? Oh, that's right. There was dot com bomb era. Uh, Somebody lost their about job in the building. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. it was a it was a three unit TIC and and once it was a shared group loan and there were people that you know had basically very little equity when they got into the building, but they were covered by people who were making a whole lot of money yeah. and those people had lost their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like even five. Finding a loan yeah. that anyone could refinance, and then much less it was still mutual approval of TIC partner finances, and that was a lot of that information, as I seem to recall, was information other TIC partners didn't have before the sale began. So, in the process of learning about it, um, you know, the the TIC camaraderie mm. was, shall we say, 
shattered. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the other interesting thing is that actually taught us, or at least taught me an interesting lesson, which is my blood pressure can't take a more than two person, uh, two unit TIC. It's like we've done two condo conversions, but they were both two unit because those are more manageable versus the, and, and you could, and at the time, at least you could convert them faster. Right. And then, so. and then the second um, property, that one was How completely done. done. So yeah. you had already gone through kind of the physical process, physical inspection process with an undone yeah. building, knew what to expect, yeah. knew what had been done and knew kind of the, you know, what was required on the yeah. legal side and what to look for in a TIC partner. Yeah. Well, the, the second house was basically a contractor had come in toward them, basically gutted the house, rebuilt it and rebuilt it very intentionally yeah. to be kind of converted. So it had like two, it had like three meters, one for each unit and one for the house. And mm-hmm. so all the kind of stuff that they came through and looked at before and said, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And that was all done. So it was kind of a no brainer on the second one. So do you remember when we were at the Metreon and almost didn't get it? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, fun. <laughs> that was super fun. That was super fun. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that part. So we, the, the, the offer on your share of the building had been accepted, but yeah. the offer on the upper yeah. hadn't. And someone came along mm-hmm. with an offer for the entire building. Yeah. Right. And so the next door neighbor. It was between you and you. <laughs> like, you guys. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. yeah. It was what? The next door neighbors. Oh, with the shingle house? The mattress fire guy? No. <laughs> no. The other side. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Not the drug dealer. Mattress on fire, putting it out with oil and a bucket. A, I don't know. A rental building on the other side of the house. And so it was like, but like on the ground, ground floor, there was this, just this, this sketchy neighbors that he had something was on fire he was cooking and he tried to put it out with a mattress <laughs> he took it out onto the porch and then put a mattress on top of it it's like things not yeah, to do when your like, house is on fire die in our sleep <laughs> so, so okay no I, I thought it was the owner of that other building so, yeah, so cool. I mean that just really so. speaks to that dichotomy of San Francisco yeah yeah <laughs> you're living in a new condo that's just been like souped up and then next door got crazy. <laughs> you got mattress fire, dude. <laughs> and his <laughs> girlfriend. It's like awesome. <sighs> so, oh, and the person that lived under the stairs. That was awesome, too. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. But he was that. really nice and he cleaned the street. So, <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing I was trying to remember, too, is how many times we've actually tried to purchase property and didn't get it. And I think there was. I don't know, two attempts. Which which time? The the first purchase we tried to make, yep. and then the Park Hill property. And other than that, I think we, because of your expertise as a team, <laughs> we've been able to actually hit it on the head. You guys know what it costs. You know what we're going to get it for. And then like, we've been able to just really go in and get what we wanted. And then the second one, you you, you had a good relationship with the seller as well. So oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was actually kind of good to convincing them that it was better to sold to two separate people than that. It was one of the, it's one of those vague statements like we make, like, oh, I've got relationships that will be to your advantage, right? Mm-hmm. But then it actually turns out to yeah. be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. she managed to, you all managed to convince the buyers, that, no, the sellers, that we were nicer people. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was a total lie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have bought, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> you guys have a pretty good ratio. Of th- you bought three properties with us, and have you really only written five offers? I'm, I'm thinking that's about right. That's because, definitely right, because the second house, we didn't intend to, like, literally the second house we bought the minute we finished the remodel on the first. Yeah, that one came out of blue. I was actually out of town and got a text. We were just like, I walked around the corner of the house. It's like, I want this. Kevin goes, oh, crap. (laughs) I knew we were going to have that. I knew we were going to move that house. Yeah. As soon as he said he wanted it. Oh, so nice though. It had like a big master bedroom that opened up into a big yard and then the main floor. So I just walked around it and it it had none. Like, I was so burned by all of the works of an 1890 Victorian that it's like some place that has fresh wiring and new appliances and all that kind of stuff but it sounded so nice so you, you make updated wiring sound so sexy <laughs> oh <laughs> foundation <laughs> <An> electrical <laughs> right that's what I do <laughs> you're asking what what he looks for and what I look for it's like I look in the closets to see how they've wired shit so no they had there's like a patch panel in the garage I was so excited <laughs> <laughs> they had like ethernet running to all the <laughs> to all the rooms so this I had, is, this client, is, I had is, clients back when I was brand new in the business who one guy wanted a Victorian and the other one wanted a loft. Oh, jeez, please. And so... <laughs> I know of one property that matches that. <laughs> and um, so that was that was when I learned very early on in my career that real estate agents need to be marriage counselors mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So... Welcome to the interior design world. Right? <laughs> Do you yeah, remember the Victorian like, loft? I do remember the Victorian uh, loft. There was this loft south of market forever. that I swear to God, this this elderly gentleman had he made it look like Tara. Oh he, my god, that's awesome! That's like David downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> it had silk wallpaper and it had um, all of this. Like, all of like every place you would find metal and concrete in a loft had been replaced with ornamental Victorian wood that was just yeah, as like over. Yeah. The top awesome. as you could, and then of course, any place that would be a flat, calm surface had been, you know, turned into billowing yeah. silk velvet with with a Carol Burnett dress. <laughs> Everywhere this loft was a Carol Burnett dress. hanging in the window, and I had to have it. Don't you remember that? <laughs> yeah, like going with the window. Yeah. <laughs> Esker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com.